Alright, what's going on guys? Welcome to a new video on the channel. Today we're going to be talking about UpHealth's quarter 3 earnings, which they absolutely blew out of the water. Now I'm very excited to bring this video and I hope you are too, so without further ado, let's hop right into it. And of course, let's finagle this bagel. So, just for a bit of context, UpHealth stock has been on a massive downtrend ever since it spacked back in May 2021, going from $10 all the way to its lows of $1.61. Now, I first took up a position in UpHealth stock at $3.03. That was only a very small position. Four days later, turns out I got really unlucky, UpHealth announced a $40.25 million offering of common stock priced at $1.75. Now, keep in mind the stock price was above $1.75 back then, so that was a very aggressive move on management side, a slap in the face to investors. Why would they dilute the shareholders below the current stock price? On the day of that announcement, the stock went down by 35%. And so what did I do? I took a step back. I reevaluated the situation. I put on my investigative glasses. And what did I see? I saw a company that had strong fundamentals, that was EBITDA positive, growing every single quarter over 20%, that the company had a solid balance sheet, that the company, when it was trading at that price, approximately $1.75, that it was trading near cash value. I was looking at management's guidance, which had not been lowered, and I was thinking, my gosh, what's going on here? Why is the stock so low? And so that's when I decided to double down on UpHealth. I bought a lot more UpHealth stock at $1.71, bringing down my average cost basis at around $2.2. And so considering my average price, I am currently up approximately 35% in about three weeks. Not too bad considering that the average hedge fund brings in less than 10% every single year. Now, of course, I wasn't expecting to get gains this quickly after having took in my position. Honestly, I was expecting to get to $3 maybe a few months later, after maybe two quarters, let's say. And so let's hop into quarter three earnings, why they were so amazing and unlike what anybody else expected. So let's talk about it. Revenue for quarter three was $49.1 million, which represent a 25% increase from last quarter's pro forma revenue. Gross margins expanded from 36 to 40%, representing an 11% improvement from last quarter. And so just to get an idea of how UpHealth has been growing in the past, from Q1 2021 to Q2, Revenues increased 28%. And then from Q2 to Q3, we had a 25% increase, which was the quarter that we had right now. Now, going into the breakdown of this revenue, the integrated care management segment generated $11.9 million worth of revenue, which represents 24% of total revenue and has a gross margin of 40%. Then moving on, the virtual care infrastructure segment, which is the largest portion of the company's revenue generated $19.2 for a gross margin of 40%. This portion represents 39% of the total revenue. The final segment was the services segment, which generated $18.1 million, coming in at a close second with 37% of total revenue and a gross margin percentage of 41%. As you can all see, each one of their segments are close to the same amount of gross margin, which for a telehealth company growing more than 20% compounded quarter over quarter, that is very good. Net income for the quarter was $32.6 million or 28 cents per share, which is incredibly cheap. Moving on to adjusted EBITDA for the third quarter was $5 million, which was an increase from $2.3 million 
just last quarter. Considering that this has a $420 million market cap, shout out to Elon Musk. Let's for fun annualize this adjusted EBITDA, so take 5 times 4, that gives 20. If you take 420 and divide that by 20, that means that you have a price to adjusted EBITDA ratio of 21, which is incredibly cheap considering that this is a company growing more than 20% quarter over quarter. Now so far, like just looking at this revenue growth and their profitability, all I can say is wow, wow, wow. Now, if you were to ask another question, how does that measure up to the year-to-date revenue figure? So let's take a look. And so for the nine months, they brought in $93.8 million with, once again, a gross margin of 41%. If we compare to last year on a pro forma basis, UpHealth brought in 38% more revenue in the nine months of 2021 versus the nine months of 2020. Once again, with a gross margin of 40%. Now, I'm going to skip the revenue breakdown, but I do want to mention that if you look at the gross margins, except for the integrated care management segment, they have increased by significant amounts in quarter three. And so as you may recall, the net income for this quarter was, just the quarter, was 28 cents. However, for the nine months, it's minus three cents per fully diluted share. And so if you think about what's going on at the moment, the company is essentially transitioning from a place of negative net income to positive net income. And this quarter was really the strong turning point with regards to that switch. And so before moving any further, let's just take a second to digest what we just read. If I had to summarize this into just a few sentences, what I would say is the following. 20% revenue growth quarter over quarter, revenue in the nine months of almost 100 million, representing, if we were to annualize these numbers, less than a four price to sales ratio, which is incredibly cheap by the way, gross margins of 40%, very cheap once again, for a company growing this fast, and we had a pivotal moment of profitability turning around to the upside, where they literally reported 28 cents per share of net income for this quarter. Now take 28 cents, multiply that by four, and you get $1.12 of net income annualized. Now here's the thing, I, I have never seen a stock this cheap. I am absolutely baffled. $1.12 of net income per share and the stock is trading at $3. Something does not make sense at this point. We have a price to net income ratio of less than three for a company growing over 20% quarter over quarter. And so, so far with all that I've said, this is a 10 on 10. Now moving on, how would I rate their balance sheet? Let's take a look. The company currently has $68.3 million of cash. And this number is very high, partly in due to their public underwritten offering at $1.75, which I talked about at the beginning of the video, of an amount of $43 million. And so $43 million was just raised from this capital. Take 26.5 divided by 144 gives approximately an 18% stock dilution. And then they go on to say that if the equity offering had been completed prior to September 30th, that they would have had approximately $111 million worth of cash. Now, it's a big shame that the company was forced to do it at such a low price. Of course, the company could have had much more, but at the same time, I'm not complaining with these earnings. Now, with regards to total assets versus total liabilities, we have $889 million dollars versus 260 million, so we're up by a factor of approximately four. However, one thing to note with regards to total assets is that we have $580 million worth of goodwill. That's a very big red flag to me because goodwill is essentially an intangible which has no real life value. It's not something that the company can sell off if they want to pay something 
Goodwill is just a value that's attributed to a company's brand name, to their customer base, to things such as customer relations, employees, that kind of thing. So it's not something that's actually tangible. Goodwill is more so something that inflates total assets more than it has to be, in my opinion. It distorts the actual picture. So if we are to remove Goodwill, and on top of that, if we remove the intangible assets of $119 million, we're in fact below the total liabilities. And so to me, that's a red flag. It basically means that we have total assets of approximately 189 versus total liabilities of 260 million. And so with that being said, I can understand why management was forced to raise capital at such a bad price. Essentially, they had to satisfy their short-term liabilities and fund ongoing working capital and capex requirements. Now moving on to current assets, we have $129 million, of which $49 million is accounts receivable and $67 is cash and cash equivalents from the capital raise that they just did. And all in all, their total current assets is slightly higher than their total current liabilities at $129 versus $115. Now what I mentioned previously with regards to working capital requirements is reflected by their current liabilities. As you can see, a large portion of their long-term debt can be found within their current liabilities, $43 million. And so if I'm taking a step back and I'm looking at overall this balance sheet, here's what I could say. It seems to me like management knows how to run this company, knows how to turn a profit and show up with really impressive numbers. But one negative thing that I will say about management, it seems to me like they're terrible cash allocators. It seems to me like they did not foresee the capital requirements that were much more elevated than they had anticipated. Now, of course, it was unforeseen that the stock price would go that low, that it caused a lot of warrant redemptions, but to that title, they were running a very tight ship, which is reflected by their balance sheet on previous quarters. And so if I am to rate this balance sheet overall, if I had to summarize it, you know, we have total assets. If we remove the intangibles, they're below 200 million, below the total liabilities. And so what does that mean? It means that in the upcoming quarter, quarter four, UpHealth is going to have to do something in order to satisfy this imbalance. It means that the company is either going to have to A, dilute more shares, B, take on more debt, or C, cash flow. And that's going to be something to be seen. We're going to talk about cash flow in just a second. But overall, if I am to rate this balance sheet, I would give it on 10, 10 being great, I would give it a five. This is not the type of balance sheet where I'm saying this is the end of the world. Up health is going to go bankrupt, but it's the kind of balance sheet that I would say, guys, keep an eye on this. Let's see how this evolves within the next quarter. Will they be able to meet their current liabilities despite this slight imbalance? It seems like Up health is ambitious, but maybe it needs to take a step back and hire some people who can better manage this cash flow. Okay, so two more things I want to talk about with regards to the quarter. The first one being certain business highlights that we had, and then we're going to talk about financial outlook. As you can see from the quarter, they increased the population on the platform from 6.8 to nearly 7.1 million users. This was helped by a California contract. Then moving on, the company recorded its largest volume of telehealth use in the United States with over 7.4 million minutes of consultations versus 6.1 million last quarter and 4.6 million in Q3 last year. Now, for those saying that the telehealth industry is over with, the pandemic was the only time that people were going to use telehealth, well, let me tell you something. This pretty much proves the opposite. Moving on, they added contracts with an annual total value of $5.5 million for a total contract value of $16.5 million over 36 months. 
they completed the installation of 550 digital clinics, which will eventually serve a population of almost 25 million people. Then they got contracts to deploy into 260 digital clinics in Congo for a total contract value of $66 million over five years, and that the build-out is currently already underway. Keep in mind, we're only at a $420 million market cap, so a $66 million contract over the upcoming five years is a pretty significant bump in revenue. And finally, UpHealth, for that quarter, stole an employee from Teladoc and got a new CRO, which is pretty cool. So now finally, moving on to the financial outlook. The company has written here that they have done a capital raise in October to strengthen the balance sheet and secure the working capital needed for continued and ambitious growth through 2022. Does that mean that the company won't have to do any more capital raises in 2022? Maybe, but to be honest, I kind of doubt it. When a company is growing at such a fast pace, I expect there to be dilution. There's no other way to put it. It's just part of the game at that point. The company maintains its financial projections for 2021 of 180 million and adjusted EBITDA of 16 to 20 million before company expenses. So if we compare revenue from the nine months versus the full year 2021 projections of 180 million, that means that UpHealth is expecting somewhere around $80 million of revenue just in quarter four. That means that quarter four is very likely going to be much, much better than quarter three. And so for that reason, I am very, very excited to hold my stock at least until quarter four, 2021. Because from what it seems, management is guiding revenue to almost double from the quarter that we have right now to the next quarter. And you can bet that I will want to stick around for that. And so with that being said, I do want to come out transparent and say that I did sell 10% of my position, 5% at 2.71, and another 5% at $3. That was just a question of me rebalancing my portfolio, taking a bit of money off of the table, diminishing my exposure and the risk to this position, because let's be real, UpHealth is still, despite this amazing quarter, a very risky company. But I would say that after having seen these results, my conviction within UpHealth is much higher than what it's ever been before. And I'm very excited to be holding my position at least until the next quarter, Possibly even for years, because at this rate, if UpHealth keeps on executing at the way that they are, and with this valuation, I definitely stick to my word from what I said in my last video saying that UpHealth is definitely a potential multi-bagger opportunity. There is no doubt in my mind about that. Because let's take a second to think about what they said. A $180 million revenue guidance for 2021. That puts them at a price to sales ratio just over two which is incredibly cheap for a company growing at this pace. And that's not it. They also guided for adjusted EBITDA of between 16 and $20 million. And so that would put them at a price to adjusted EBITDA, assuming 18 million of approximately 23. Now, what else is there to say at this point? Now, with all that being said, I'll be honest, I'm very surprised that not more YouTubers are talking about this stock. Of course, it's only a $420 million market cap, but if you're another YouTuber at the moment and you're watching this video, I'm calling on to you. Consider maybe taking a moment of your time to do a bit of research on UpHealth. Maybe you might find something interesting. Maybe you might be convinced to take on a position, maybe even make a video on it. So with that being said, thank you so much for watching. I really hope you enjoyed it. I hope that you enjoyed the stock picks. As always, if you enjoyed it, drop a like for me, drop a like for the channel. It really helps it out a lot. If you are not a part of the Discord yet, feel free to check it out. Link is in the description below. 
I'm currently running a two-week free trial, so you can just join without paying a single dollar. If you don't like it by the end of the two weeks, don't worry about it. You can cancel without being charged a single dime. So let me know what kind of stock you want me to cover in my next video. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next one. Peace.